Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. It was filling our time while we were waiting to buy more inventory, but then it also got us too distracted from focusing on what was working um, and finding a better balance of what was working. We ended up getting distracted on things where we were kind of just like staying busy and we're like, oh, there's going to be so much potential in the long run. And um, when COVID hit, that was really when... Becca Hadley, welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Congratulations on building a successful Amazon business up to $10 million. It is a pleasure to have you on today to dig into your personal journey of how you built this business with your husband and your three adorable little kids. Thank you. Yeah, so my husband and I run a stationary business on Amazon. We love it. It's so much fun. It really has become a family business. Like you mentioned, our kids are models a lot of times, which can be super fun and super not fun. <laughs> Try to teach them the value of hard work, and it's it's fun for them to be a part of it. But um, we love it. We, we both graduated college in 2014, and we moved out to Dallas, Texas. Um, and when we moved here, so I actually uh, graduated in education, and then we moved out here, and I was like, really want to be around other people's kids all day. So I decided to follow my passion, which was graphic design. Um, I didn't end up majoring in that because everyone was like, oh, you're not going to make any money in art. Like, that's just a waste of a degree. You have a scholarship. Why would you do that? Um, and so I listened to them, unfortunately. But the good thing was, is Josh had a great job. And so I spent the whole summer that we first got here teaching myself graphic design, me and my dog. This was before I had any kids. Um, and I loved it. It was awesome. So I actually started off um, creating custom wedding invitations for brides. So I did that for a couple years. It was really fun. A lot of work. Um, we would every night when Josh would get home from work, that's what we would do. He had like a whole system on Facebook um, to get people into our sales funnel or whatever. That's that's his thing, not mine, obviously. Um, and then we had like two to three brides a day. It was awesome. We had so much fun. And then we had our first son, Hudson, and things obviously got busier. <laughs> And these were all one-time clients, which was so fun. You know, I loved meeting people. It was really awesome. But it was a grind. And we they would come back for, like, baby showers and their friends, like, bridal shower and things like that. And we didn't have any of that. And that's kind of where the idea of Amazon came along. So we launched our first product in 2016, which was a recipe card. Um, and it just took off. And from there, we were like, okay, apparently there's something to this Amazon game. So it's history ever since. I mean, we've had major ups and downs, of course, but... Um, that's how we all got started. Yes. And we will get into those ups and downs in a minute. So you went from the wedding invitations and then you did such a good job that they're like, hey, you should do my baby shower. And you're all like, no, brides are enough. <laughs> yeah. And the mother or the mother to be of the bride. So. Right. And then the baby showers. Well, that's <laughs> wonderful. And so when you say you started with recipe cards, was that like um, print on demand or educate me on that? Yeah, so that was our first physical product. So just like if you were to walk into Target or whatever and buy a pack of recipe cards, that's what it was. So we didn't do anything print-on-demand. This was our first non-custom item that we had ever tried because obviously all of our wedding invitations were totally custom, made from scratch. This was made from scratch by me, but it was just one design. Um, we had it manufactured in the USA, sent it in, and it was awesome. So, Do you still sell the recipe cards? I think that... Those have since died. Trends change a lot in the design world. And so things that will do really well one year will crash and burn like three years later. It just depends. It varies. So I think that one is actually, it's been discontinued, but 
we've moved on to other bigger and better things. I love that you were able to let it go because sometimes your first product is like, oh, but I want to keep that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard thing. Try not to get too attached to the designs for sure. Because it's interesting the things that people end up liking that you're like, well, that wouldn't have been my favorite, but all right. (laughs) And when you first started selling these recipe cards on Amazon, you were doing this by yourself or you had already brought your husband in? Yeah. So I had already brought my husband in. He had actually, he's always been a hustler, go-getter, entrepreneur. He was working a corporate job at the time and just hustling on the side because that's just his, that's the way that he works, which is great. And so Amazon was actually his idea. Uh, He had taken a lot of Amazon courses and different things like that. And so he's who originally got us started on Amazon. Okay. Awesome. That makes sense. And so now that kind of spiraled into building the brand while you're building your family, had one kid, two, and then three. And now here you are and outside looking in from what I've seen, this does seem like a family business with your kids as the models and you're in some of the photos and you're you guys are all in we are yeah that is for sure now what are the challenges of working as a family of five on the same business oh man we we could go so many different directions um you know i think for starters there has to be a very specific routine put into place and kind of, you know, you have, it's really important to, to succeed in your business, to have SOPs in your business and processes and all those things. And I have found that really all of that translates to my family life as well in order to like survive as a working mom. But not only that, but I want to be a very present mom, mom when I'm in my mom mode, right? Like I don't want to be thinking about work and emailing and just having my kids watching TV. Like that's not me and not to say that I'm perfect by any means whatsoever. Um, but I find success as much as I can by having very specific goals for my family and very, very specific schedules. I am a very much a creature of habit and routine, but I feel like that's what brings me success and being able to juggle because it's a lot. It's a lot to juggle. Even a business by yourself, if you, you know, without a family, it can consume your whole life. You can get so wrapped up in all of it all of the time. And it's that same way we found with our family. And so making sure that we have set yearly goals for our family and different things like that is what really keeps me aligned. And again, I'm not perfect. I don't want to come off like I've got it all figured out. But the things that I have found that work for me have been really helpful and allow me to be the mom that I want to be and the business owner that I want to be while following my dreams. It's it's been a great balance. And running an Amazon business, at least for me, is kind of like running a household. Like you're not perfect, but you just keep doing what's working and then you adjust and maybe get rid of the things that aren't. Totally. Yep. And you figure it out along the way. We're all just making it up as we go. (laughs) Totally. And speaking of figuring it out along the way, looking back to when you started to have success and things were taking off that moment of, oh, this isn't a hobby. This is a business. What mistakes or, you know, shifts did you have to make? Yeah, for sure. So one thing that can be difficult, it was difficult for us with Amazon, is inventory can cost a lot of money up front, right? Like physical products is, it's no joke. You can be spending a lot on that. And we were printing, it was all custom, right? Um, And so we, so my husband was working full-time in his corporate job and I was working full-time on the business and designing, um, but we would have to slow down more to be able to make money before we could go pay for inventory again, right? And so it left us with time to get distracted. And again, both of us are hustling. And so we were like, well, what else can we do? And so while we were kind of selling other products and waiting for more money to come in as we needed to pay for the inventory, um, we tested out like printing on demand, 
different things like that. We tested out having an Etsy shop where we would do um, the printables, like paper printables. That one really took us out in left field um, because it was so much time and effort and energy. And we were like, oh, we'll have a blog and we'll be the source for how to make a perfect party. And so we were having photo shoots where we were setting up like an entire party with our printables. And there was like, oh my gosh, I baked like so many things. Like looking back, I get like PTSD about like party planning. Like I love it. But that time of our life, it was like every month we spent weeks doing it. It was just it was brutal. But we ended up getting distracted with something that wasn't a moneymaker. Um, it was filling our time while we were waiting to buy more inventory. But then it also got us too distracted from focusing on what was working um, and finding a better balance of what was working. We ended up getting distracted on things where we were kind of just like staying busy and we're like, oh, there's going to be so much potential in the long run. And um, when COVID hit, that was really when things took a turn for us because everything was in the party space for us just about. And so, you know, when COVID hit, nobody was going to have parties anymore. <laughs> and so everything dropped for us overnight, like 90%. It was super scary. Um, and that was a turning point for us where we were like, okay, things have changed. Like what, what was working? What can we do to keep afloat? And we ended up pivoting our business and focusing solely on Amazon, kind of putting all the distractions behind us. We had a lot of mentors who were walking us through focusing on the right things. And that's where we really turned our business around. And so even though COVID started off as a really scary thing, uh, we were able to pivot and make changes and it brought us to where we are today. So yeah. And that's our interesting lessons you have to learn of, am I wasting time? Am I wasting money? But I'm enjoying maybe doing those yeah. photo shoots or setting this stuff up. Yeah, for sure. Definitely at the beginning, you can kind of get lost in that. And especially with um, like uh, blogging, like where is this going if if we're going to blog yeah. or go down the social media route? So yeah, thank you for admitting that. Sometimes it's hard to bring up things like, oh, did we waste time and money? Yeah. Did we waste years on that? Yeah, years. Oh, we learned a lot along the way and built a library of designs and it's all good. So yes. Yeah. And and that's part of it. You just keep pushing forward and there's always sunnier days ahead. And so for the dynamic with working with your husband through that tough time of are we wasting time? Are we not? Um, were those tough dis discussions? So yes and no. I feel like we have a really good working relationship and home relationship. Um, and again, it comes back to how we run our family is similar to how we run our relationship. And so we do a good job of having very focused like business discussions and business time. And then we have like we always have date nights set aside and relationship time. And so I feel like we do a good job of keeping like business in the business room. You know, like we don't really let frustrations seep into like our personal lives and we I think both of us do a good job of being like up when the other person's down I think that's some great advice that we've gotten is you know we both don't want to be negative and depressed like you go through those times in your business where like this is just hard that thing's working I'm super frustrated but with our dynamic I think we've done a good job of like he'll be really positive when I'm feeling overwhelmed and like shut down about it all and vice versa and so I've actually loved having the dynamic of another person to lift me up and when it's your spouse like they know you better than anyone else and so I think it's even better than sometimes a random business partner because we are there for each other like we would go out on a fun date and like shake it off and have fun and be able to like work through those things together and so it's been really positive for us I mean we have to work through things just like anyone else but we have a good 
balance, I guess. And I think that's the key to being able to have a successful business with your husband. And I like the advice on date nights. That's important. Get out of your home where you work and go out where, you know, you don't have to talk about the business. You can if you want to, but it's like you're not in the place where you're working. Yeah, I think that's like that's by far the best advice of anything we've ever gotten because we talk to a lot of people and they'll be like, oh, my gosh, you work together. How do you do that? Like um, and date nights has just been especially for me. I think, you know, like we all have the love languages. Right. And mine is definitely quality time. And so those date nights are really fun and just doing something out of the ordinary, something like don't always just watch a movie and things like that. You know, like my husband is actually way better at planning date nights than me. Sometimes I kind of feel like I'm on The Bachelor, like not like private concert level, but like just fun, really unique things that he comes up with. And so it's been fun. That's really been our saving grace when things get frustrating. So that's awesome. Very, very cool. Okay, switching into um, the money. You mentioned while you were going through this, there's a lot of talk on spending the money on inventory and money. So when you didn't have all the money coming in and you knew you had to pay for inventory and photos and everything, what was your mindset around money and how did you manage to afford all of it? Yeah. So really one of the biggest things is we hustled for quite a few years doing the custom wedding invitations. Um, that So my husband was still working full time. He had a great job, thankfully, which was a huge blessing. Um, and so really, we saved all of that money up front, and that's what funded our business and being able to even get started on Amazon. That was huge for us. So I think making sure that you have done all that you can to prepare initially, um, that's what opened the door for us. And from there, um, you have to be really smart with your inventory, physical products. It's a balance of making sure that you aren't over-purchasing and being careful there. Um, and again, that's that's definitely something that my husband does a great job of. So that's helpful. Um but I'm trying to think like we we originally got distracted by doing printables because it was giving us it was funding us a little bit for the Amazon side, but not significantly, honestly. Um, but I think it's important to have a, an abundance mindset with money while also like negotiating your risk. Like not being I'm not an overly big risk taker and neither is my husband. So it's, it's a balance of that, though, because I think having an abundance mindset is so key in success and knowing that there is a lot of money out there and you're going to you're going to go fight for it and you're going to work hard. And that's the thing is we're both always going to work hard and later. And I mean, we work until midnight, 1 a.m. for years, you know, just trying to fund our business and continue to work with custom brides for a long time to keep the inventory coming. So it was kind of balance of all of that, if that makes sense. It does. And I like that you brought up the point of you're not super big risk takers when it comes to money. Because I think there's a misconception with selling on Amazon that we're just throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars into our business where it's not. I see majority, I would say, of Amazon sellers come in and they do want to see if the product's going to sell and they don't want to spend a lot on inventory up front. And you just go through the pros and cons where in your case and in my case, you know, you run out of inventory and you have to shift and adjust. And you know, I went to Jamie Davidson, who you know, who was my mentor. At one point, I was running out of inventory and I was panicking over the huge check I was going to have to write to the supplier. Yeah. And Jamie said, well, you're going to have to get used to it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, so I, I I love that. And your kids with with money. So now they're part of your business and they've seen this success. And I think that is a phenomenal way to raise kids. It's something I'm working very hard on with 
my five-year-old that I, you know, have a long way to go with that. But what is the conversation with them around money? Because they're working on the business too. Do they feel ownership? Yeah, absolutely. So my oldest is seven. So we're definitely still into the younger ages of of money with him and kind of introducing how it all works. Um, and so we have set up a little savings account for him. And so he sees the money going in. Um, and he we help him set goals with money and help him understand what money can do. So not only can you like save up for a toy that you want, right? Um, but you can also work hard to invest your money. One big thing we're trying to do is help him understand that his money can make money for him. And so like early introduction into investing his money and what he can do with it. The kid is, he's just like my husband though. He's a hustler. He came home from school the other day with $90. And I was like, dude, where did you get that? <laughs> he was wheeling dealing with kids on the playground. Like I, it just, anyway, it's really funny, but he's really good at saving his money. And again, we're trying to help him to have the abundance mindset, but also most importantly, understanding hard work. And so before we have a product shoot with him, I talked to him about like what we're going to do, what I'm going to pay him. I try and have a formal agreement with him of like, here's what you're agreeing to do. Here's what I'm agreeing to pay you. And I'll remind that to him. Like if things get frustrating in the photo shoot or whatever it is, I'll be like, hey, like I'm paying you. Remember, we need to have a good attitude when we go to work. And while trying not to be like overly micromanaging him, you know, but I'm trying to teach him that we work for money and we commit to what we said we're going to do and we work hard. Um, and so talking all about savings and investing and he saves up for toys that he wants, which is really awesome. And sometimes we help him be like, OK, I think you need to save more money for a little while and things like that. So he's still very young. So we're trying to slowly introduce things um, as we go. And then my two younger girls, they're more small scale of my daughter will kind of earn a toy for a product shoot. We haven't moved into the money aspect for her yet because she's only four and then my other one's two. So, right. They're yeah. Yeah. My two-year-old gets like smarties when she takes good photo, you know, so it's like a, it's a progression. Yeah. And I love that you bring your kids in and it's not like forced child labor, like they're enjoying it. <laughs> and there are great tax benefits to paying your kids. So yes, which we should have a full episode on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so, all right. It's kind of you and your husband and then you have your cute models, your children. And to get to 10 million, you have to have help. So what have you outsourced? What are your employees? Like, what's the structure? Yeah, absolutely. We definitely could not be where we are today without our team. Um, when we did custom wedding invitations, it was me and my husband for a long time. And then it was me, him, and my sister-in-law for a really long time. Yeah, even a quite, quite a few years into Amazon, it was mostly us and like a handful of VAs here and there. Um, but as we've grown, we've been able to add to our team, which is awesome. And I'm so grateful for a global workforce because we have great team members from the Philippines primarily. We also have a, one team member from Mexico and then a couple here in the U.S. But um, really being able to access that global workforce has given us the opportunity to find incredible talent um, and be able to work remotely. Our whole team works remote, which is awesome. So we have regular Zoom meetings and things like that. Um, so we have quite a few people that um, are different managers. So we have like a supply chain manager and a product research manager. We have a project manager because there is a lot going on. I would definitely recommend having a product manager as you continue to grow or project, excuse me, because um, just keep everything in balance. And then we have a handful of people, um, different VA roles. And I have a couple of graphic design assistants that help me with things like our listing images and um, just kind of small things like that. Right now, I'm the only product designer, but 
we have a ton of team members and we could not be here without them. We went on a cruise last week. I think it was last week, maybe a week and a half ago. And it was really awesome and really rewarding to see our business continue to move forward when Josh and I didn't have Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> it was really amazing. And we, we couldn't do that without them. And we've been able to build the SOPs and find great A-plus level um, talent to help us along the way. So I, you can't do it alone. If you want to grow and you want to be successful, you've got to figure out how to let go of things. You've got to figure out what you're super good at and keep doing that and what is what you're wasting your time doing that someone else could do for you, which can be hard as a business owner to learn to like, I need to let go of that. I need to not be a control freak. (laughs) I need to be able to delegate or I'm not going to make it that far. Yes, I'm a complete control freak. And I was like, I'm going to do 12 months and run this all myself. I don't care if it's over a million dollars. And yeah, you just get swamped. So I applaud you for building and trusting a team is huge that you trust them. For sure. Yeah, that's just absolutely amazing. You're listening to the Fearless Sellers, the women of Amazon podcast. If you like what you're hearing, click the subscribe button. We have new content coming out all the time and you don't want to miss out. So you didn't get your degree in graphic design, but you had the passion and you taught it for yourself. And it since we've been talking, your entire Amazon business is built around graphic design. Now, graphic design for your products. And then also graphic design plays a huge role in Amazon. And let's talk about the Amazon part of it, like the marketing part that you get to do in the design. What is that? Like like your strength at, and obviously anybody listening, if you're and I'm not a graphic designer, those are things you can outsource. Um, but there are a lot of programs where you can actually learn it yourself. So I'm interested specifically asking you this question because you taught it to yourself. You have a passion for it. And now how do you use it in your Amazon business, like marketing wise? Yeah, absolutely. So I am self-taught and I'm proud to say that. I think it took me a couple of years to feel like I wasn't kind of a fraud to say that I was self-taught or a poser or whatever. But, you know, I think we live in such an incredible time where there's so much information on the internet that you honestly can teach yourself most things like you can't teach yourself how to perform surgery but most things just like starting an amazon business or becoming a graphic designer there are so many great courses out there and so um from what i've learned one thing that i've started to do that's kind of like my passion project is i have started my own um tiktok channel to teach graphic design so i'm super excited about that so it's uh my handle or whatever they call it is um the at sign and then it's becca underscore a underscore hadley so that's b-e-c-c-a and then a then my last name um because i want people to understand that they are capable of learning design and if you have a passion for something whether it be starting your own business if you put in the time and you put in the effort you really can teach yourself and i'm very proud to say that and so my goal is to help women specifically but you know men too learn how to do graphic design because it's changed my life and i love being able to do what i'm passionate about and so that is what i'm able to do with our products so i am the sole designer for all of our products um and i think you know design is so important when it comes to amazon specifically i feel like because we all know there's so many products that are white labeled out there there's so many products that are knocks off knockoffs from overseas Um, And so design really is something that can set you apart, you know? So I feel like even if you come up with a product that you want to sell on Amazon and it's, I don't know, I'm trying to think like, like a, like a purse or something, right? Like, I think there's so much power in putting a design on it to really differentiate it in the market, because that's one thing 
that people, it's going to make it harder for them to copy you, right? I mean, it's not going to make it impossible, but um, it's going to it's gonna set it apart. People really are drawn towards good design. And like you said, it is something that you can outsource. It is something that you can teach yourself. But I feel like there's a lot of power in that. And that's one thing that's going to set you apart from the competition when we know that Amazon is getting more and more crowded every day. Um, although I will say one thing on that, that I feel like when the going gets tough, the tough get going. So I feel like if you're a person who's dedicated and hardworking, and you want to make it on Amazon, you will, because when things get hard or their issues arise, which they will, that's when people quit. And so that's one thing that my husband and I always tell ourselves is like when we run into an issue, which happens and we're so frustrated, it's like, okay, someone else would quit here and we're not going to. Um, and so I think that's just one thing to always keep in mind. But design, like I was saying, is it's a way to set yourself apart, apart from the competition. Um, a good design, though, which it's harder. It's easier said than done if you're trying to outsource a great design. Um, but it is something, there's tons of softwares out there. There's tons of courses out there to learn how to do design. Um, but it's just something that can't be mimicked very well. Even with AI, I know things are coming out when it's um, with design and with copy and things like that. But human creativity cannot be replaced by artificial intelligence. Um, and so really the combination of that with a great product, you're going to have a home run. Yes. And you want to be proud of your brand and the design is a huge part of it. And that's yeah. your storefront. And while we're talking about design, for those of you listening, um, right over my shoulder is my Fearless Sellers podcast. Um, it's the same as the the cover, but it's right above me. I designed this myself like very late at night on Canva. And now I'm sitting here with like a professional graphic designer. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> so don't judge my design. <laughs> but on that note, like this design made me happy and I felt like it conveyed a little bit of what I wanted my brand to feel like. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to run with this. But another thing is you can always rebrand, right? Like if I decide that this is not working for me, you can rebrand. And I love that part about Amazon that you can shift. And for you, you get to launch new designs or a new version of something and just keep improving. Absolutely. Yeah. And on the note of a brand, like I think that's one thing that's becoming so important on Amazon is people really want to buy from people. And a lot of people want to buy, you know, in made in the USA and things like that. Like people do care about those things and really creating your brand like you have done with your poster and just creating that image, you know, not only does it fulfill you, but I feel like it's going to draw the people that you're looking for towards you, like really putting in the effort to build your brand, both visually and in your copy and all of those things. It's going to set you apart. Yeah. And that that's what it's about. And sometimes it's just thinking like you're proud of it. So let's just go and do it and not letting little setbacks hold you back and not overthinking. Like, have you ever overthought a design to where you're like, should I launch this? <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Overthinking or kind of what we said in the beginning of like not being married to, to a design that's just not working. You know, like you got to let products die. Like if you may love it, but the world doesn't. And that's OK. Like, that can be a really hard thing, though, because I feel like when you put so much time and effort and love into a product or into a design or whatever it is, it can be really hard to let it go. But you have to in order to, to succeed. And you got to be like, okay, I'm going to cut ties with this and I'm going to make it better next time. And how many products like SKUs, ASINs do you have right now? We have over 1300 SKUs, I believe, right now. Yeah. So 1300. I mean, that is a lot. And you probably have to go through every now and then and and cut cut some. Yeah, for sure. You'll have products that kind of end up costing you money when you 
take into account all the fees and costs of goods and all that kind of stuff if they're not really selling. Yeah. And that, that's a good lesson that I had to learn as I was seeing growth that I, there were some products I had that it's like, oh, if only I put in the marketing, if only I had done this for this product. And I thought, you know what? I need to focus on like my top 20% of products right now and the bottom. So as your business has been scaling fairly quickly up to 10 million, like what advice do you have for people who are are scaling um, really at any point, but know that their business is going to, you know, go to, you know, seven figures, eight figures? Yeah, I would say um, I feel like it's always the simple answers that people just need to be reminded of. I would feel like I feel like some of the biggest things that have made all the difference for us in our business as we have scaled and grown um, is actually setting annual go- goals and then breaking those annual goals down into quarterly, monthly, weekly, even daily goals. I think it's it is so incredibly important, but I feel like we as people just like naturally get lazy. And this was our this last year was our first year that we really like we set a number. We set very, very specific KPIs, which isn't something that we had done in the past. It was kind of like, oh, we kind of have a goal, but we'll see, you know, like it just wasn't official. And I feel like by setting these official goals, we were able to soar, which was incredible. But I will say part two of that is having an operation system in place in your business, especially if you do have a team. So this last year, we also were able to get an operation system in our business. And so we put together our very specific monthly meetings, our weekly leadership meetings. And this was just a game changer for us. And again, I feel like these are like very simple answers, but it was incredible. So we were always on the same page with our leadership knowing where products were at in the process, making sure that everyone was aligned, um, all headed in the same direction, right? Makes all the difference. I would say making sure you're setting goals, getting an operation system into place, specifically having um, regular meetings with your team makes all the difference. You cannot scale without that. And you kind of just nailed my first 16 years of my career because I worked for very large companies. I worked for NBC, I worked for CNN and Callaway Golf. And that was exactly it. There were set goals and there were set meetings like and that's corporate life. And those businesses grew to be that big by accountability. Right. And if people aren't hitting their goals and they're not showing up to the meetings, that's kind of the the basics of the company. Absolutely. And I feel like even in my life, like my system to success, I feel like is I have a little post-it note or I write down my daily top three like Every single day, I'm going to write my top three, and it helps me not get distracted, you know, by social media, by what, answering emails that aren't really important at the time. Like, it's just key to have those goals and be striving towards something, right? Yes, it is. And when I was growing my business, I knew Monday I needed to sell 20 units. And if I didn't sell those 20 units on Monday, well, guess what? Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I wasn't really going to be having fun on the boat or laying at the pool because I was going to need to make up for any units I didn't sell during the week. And it just seems so granular and small. But all that mattered was that I hit my unit goals and how was I going to get there And margins matter and all of that. But if I wasn't hitting my units, then my life was not happy. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, like, I feel like it allows you to be present in the other parts of your life. Like I'm able to be a better mom because I'm very present when I'm working and then I can be very present when I'm in mom mode or wife mode, whatever it is. Right. Exactly. Well, and then on the flip side, when I did hit my goals, I was like, oh, this weekend is awesome. Let's take like a little quick trip. Let's go down to the beach. Yeah. (laughs) I'm way more fun. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I'm way ahead of my goals. I've got this. <laughs> no. <laughs> then it's time to adjust, right? If, if you set your goals yeah. too low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely the balance. <laughs> and now that you have scaled up to 10 million uh, and hit this goal, uh, what's next? Like, what are you excited about? Yeah, absolutely. So I am super excited about my pet project. Like I mentioned before, I, I love to teach people. I want other people to wake up in the morning and be stoked about their workday, right? Like that's truly how I feel. And I want other people who are too scared to learn graphic design in the past to be able to do that now and do it from home. And so that's that's one part of it for sure. And then for our business, our goal is 25 million, where our goal is to get into retail and to continue to expand. And so we definitely have big things on the horizon. And let me ask you about selling on other platforms like um, Walmart, because I know in the beginning you during COVID decided, OK, we're only going to do Amazon. Well, now um, what's your plan for platforms? Yeah, we would love to expand. Um, I think it's it'll be an experiment, right? Every platform, just like social media platforms, are all very different from each other. So you can't really just throw up one thing and then throw that onto Walmart and expect it to work or you know, getting on a target.com is a whole different thing. Um, but we do plan to open up multi-channel fulfillment in different ways. Right now, we do have a little bit on Etsy and Walmart. Um, but I think we're what we're going to do is kind of focus on the 20% that, that it's making the 80%, like you mentioned previously, and try and see what we can do with those products. There's so many different avenues out there. Um, I think e-commerce is definitely where we'll start before we try any sort of retail. I think retail can be a whole different ball game, <laughs> but um, we're looking forward to that. So we are a little bit on Walmart, like I mentioned, um, and then we'll kind of go from there, deciding what we want to do. There's obviously other platforms for Amazon. You know, there's like Amazon in Europe and Canada and different things. And so you really have to weigh out the pros, of con pros and cons with your product and how you think it will do in those other countries. And so we're still trying to figure that, that out of which direction we want to go. Awesome. I like how you're taking your time and... Somebody very wise recently told me, I believe it was um, Pearl from Frisbee, who um, the podcast came out a week or two ago, and I was asking her, they do global expansion. I was asking her, like, when do you expand globally? And her advice was really good. It was do everything you can within the country that you're selling in before you expand. And you know, I didn't think about it that way when I was selling because I had people calling from New Zealand and Australia and it was stressing me out that I needed to expand globally because there may be demand. It was just like a very calm way to think about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I get that vibe from you, too. I'm like, OK, that's very cool. You're like, we'll expand to it, see what products work there. And then, uh, yeah, grow into retail, hit your 25 million by the end of this year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. I know, no pressure. But really, I'm very impressed with the growth and how much love you've put into your design and just your overall story. So I want to thank you for coming on. And before we say goodbye, is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners that I haven't asked you? Oh, good question. Um, you know, I think I'm just really passionate about people doing what they love and taking that risk. And, you know, I think the best advice is you need to work harder and longer than anyone else will, because at the end of the day, I kind of feel like people are lazy. And so 
I really think that the extra mile is never crowded. And so that would be my best advice. Like if you want to start an Amazon business or you feel like yours isn't working or you're just getting your toes wet, like hustle and work really hard. And and you have to be passionate about what you're doing or it is going to feel like work because I would say that my work feels like work sometimes, you know, like no work is just like, oh, that's so much fun. Um, but I, I truly love what I do. And so it doesn't feel like I'm working. And so I think you need to find what that is for you and kind of what you were put on this earth to do and then work really, really hard and have a balance in your life. <laughs> Easier said than done. Yes. But when you find that spark, the hustle comes out of you and then you get addicted to the hustle. Yeah. And then you need to make sure that you have the balance in your life. So you, I feel like that's why I have to have like family goals or I'll get distracted and like, oh, but I need to design this and do this. I'm like, OK, no, I need to make sure I'm at every t-ball game and be involved. You know, like it's it's a balance. It is a balance. And I think you're killing it with the balance game. Well, thank you. <laughs> Some days are better than others. Thank you for sharing your journey with us and how you grew and you're running this amazing business with your family all the way up to 10 million. And I know you'll soar beyond. And if anybody wants to get in touch with Becca, we'll put your contact details in the notes and definitely follow her on TikTok because you'll get some mad graphic design skills, which I'm going to go watch. And until next time, Becca, stay fearless. Thank you. If you're looking to get started selling on Amazon or maybe need some help with your current sales on Amazon, go to fearlesssellers.com. That's a lot of S's in there. Fearlesssellers.com. Use coupon code FEARLESS for 50% off our next event. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless. Fearless.